Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Happy Wednesday. And this is Jay Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Good morning. Oh, there's so much on my mind. Like I'm thinking about so many things, good people, because it's like, you know, I'm a, I like to keep up with pop culture too. So for starters, good morning. If this is your first time, thank you for being here. And thank you for listening to my second stage of puberty, because I speak with my voice on a regular basis. And sometimes it goes in and out, um, just based on the amount of use I have you know, been using my voice. So unfortunately you get a little bit of, um, me going through my second phase here, but that's all right. We, we, we going to track along. Um, but, uh, first off the thing that keeps playing over and over and over on repeat in my head is Lil Wayne, uh, hip hop rap artist released the Carter five, um, just last Friday. And he has, a song with um, Kendrick Lamar, another hip hop rap artist that I appreciate. Um, He dropped a track with him called Mona Lisa. And that beat goes in. Like, I mean, in. So I'm sorry if you don't listen to rap music or hip hop music. It's cool. Like, you don't have to. The music is explicit anyways but I just for the love of the music I just appreciate like Lil Wayne in this song basically what he did was he brought storytelling to rap music like like it 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 has always been there and there are some artists that just do it really well uh uh like by way of saying their story uh but this was literally a tale and um he just did it so well. I just, ah, uh, just appreciate it anyway. So that's playing over and over in my head, like fire. Um, but then, you know, then I get to my more serious side of myself. And then I think about like, you know, what's happening politically, these midterm elections. And I'm sorry, but all I can think of is how jacked up our political, like our political affairs are. I mean, what it really I've been thinking about like what this really means to me and how people with really good intentions uh, become engulfed in the affairs of capital B big business um, instead of capital B big people. Um, And when I say big people, that's just my expression for, you know, people go into office really wanting to create change for people. Um, but those lobbyists, man, they get, they just get to them. You know, it's hard to deny the perks when all you want to do is secure your family. So, I mean, I get it. And there are still, you know, some, 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 some good political figures out there. But I tell you that it's like, it's, I don't know. I feel a little like whatever anymore, you know, like it's hard not to get sucked into the media. Like, and that's another thing, like the media talks about politics, like it's a sport. This isn't a sport. These are, this is, this is people's lives here. Like, I don't know about you, but 
there's something really obscure about the way how we view politics and the way that politics impacts us and then ultimately what what we choose to stand by at the end of the day is it really what you believe in or is it really because you don't want to be outed or looked at different because of how you voted you know so I just ah, like I just wish we had a different method for politics. Like, I'm just not a fan. I mean, trust me, I'm going to go vote, but I'm just not a fan at the way how politics is so crucial to the development of our people, our countries, our policies. And we have so many social issues and, uh, you know, we're treating it like a sport. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, uh, speaking of big business, I was watching. Yes, surprise, surprise. Good people. I don't have time to watch TV. So when you catch me, it's probably because I was zoning out on something. But I mean, clearly, I've been here lately. As of late, I've been having time to watch TV. Uh, probably not a good idea. But anyways, I, 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 I was watching this documentary. Speaking of big business, uh, I was watching this documentary uh, about student athletes uh, because I work with students a lot. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let me see what this is about. Um, and listening to the realities of big business like the NCAA. So first of all, like I already knew colleges are businesses. I get that. Second of all, I know that players move on and, and you know, players who are focused on their career track and, and hashtag ball is life or whatever sport it is, is life. Like they really, really mean that. See, I've never been an NCAA athlete, but I know people who have been, and it does consume a lot of your, like all of your time because you are being paid to represent the organization. Now here's the thing that I've found staggering, whatever happens to the players we love in college and they don't make the draft. So this documentary followed players, you know, followed players that have either uh, been there, done that, or players that uh, uh, are on their way. Um, so it, it, like I, it, like the, the results are staggering. Like how coaches are paid millions to coach players whose families live below the poverty level. So just look at a big picture. Like I'm coaching you big millions. I get big millions for bringing you to play for me. Yet your family makes maybe less than 20,000 a year. And so I have five guys on my team whose families make represent majority of my crew, majority of my team represent families below the poverty line. So at most my team's family makes at least five, five times 20 is a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm making millions off of these players doing a good job for me now. And the college gets money too. Let's not mistake that. Um, I saw that, you know, I heard that they get bonuses for, uh, the players having high GPAs, which means get into the classes that where you can get past, um, 
you know, make your life a little less hard and, and get in there and, and, uh, get into easier classes where you can pass, where you aren't truly being challenged, uh, because you're devoted to a program where you are 78% likely to be ineligible to play due to an injury. And I've spent my whole life there and 60% likely to sustain the injury for the rest of their lives, which is over half. Now let's start doing some math here. If I haven't challenged myself to think anything further past the sport that I'm in and I don't make it to the league, so the NFL, the NBA, the, the major soccer league, what, what have you, how am I using my mind to make me money at a minimal, at a minimal to keep myself healthy? For all of the concussions, the bruises, the broken bones, the herniated disc, the degenerative diseases that may come up from my play of the sport. It's like while I'm in the school, I can't make money off my own likeness, which has been an argument for years. But you can play coaches and their staff and the school makes millions off of my representation. So you give me a fancy facility instead of give me the extra scholarships because I can't take scholarships from other people. And uh, you tell me, have a blast while I'm here in my easy classes and just doing what I want you to do, which is the sport. When I probably should be giving you more scholarships so you can send that money to support you. A lot of these players in college don't even have money to eat or stay overnight. Now people try, people find loopholes all the time, but the majority, the way the rules are broken out, they wouldn't be able to do that. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I also found it pretty interesting that big companies like Nike, like Under Armour, like Adidas, they start scouting kids as young as 12 years old as brand reps, because think about it. If I find the next Michael Jordan, if I am one of these big businesses and I end up finding the best kid, the best talent, the best, best athlete in the country, and I end up signing somebody like a Michael Jordan to my organization, Michael Jordan by himself is businesses and his products bring Nike a billion dollars year over year. A billion. So if I find the next him, I'm adding anywhere from millions to billions to my bottom line as a company because people like big capital B big players. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying big capital B and capital T, but I think I want to put the emphasis there without screaming because you know I'm going through puberty. So <sighs> I guess my thought on this is when will we stop identifying success with fame or money? We need people behind the scenes making moves for the uninformed. We need people behind the scenes helping people not get ripped off of their own likeness. We need people behind the scenes that are 
promoting the people who are really putting in the hard work and effort and coming out with minimal for anything, not just scholarships or not just athletes. Like I I saw another staggering result and it blew my mind and it makes me kind of upset. So I don't even want to share it. Uh, Maybe I will at another time, but just not today. All I know is that if it like going back to the student athletes, if the players were paid portions similar to NBA players and coaches, our college star athletes and our college big time players across all sports would probably make close to a million dollars if the salaries were allocated fairly. But they don't get that. They'll be lucky if they get fifty dollars to $100,000 in scholarship and stipends. So, I don't know. I could talk about self-motivation all day. But sometimes I think we have to find an injustice to work against. Um, like informing the uninformed, inspiring the uninspired, moving the seemingly immovable, striving through stagnation, empowering the powerless, Beautifying the dull-minded. See, th- see, there's so many industries and so many social injustices that need your gift uh, and creative project to impact their lives. And it may not make you famous. And it may not make you rich. But it can give you purpose. And if you're passionate about your purpose, everything else will fall in line for you which is worth any of the fame or the money combined. We need people like you. Simply put. All right, y'all. That's my, those, those are my thoughts of the week. Uh, listen, uh, go out there and let's make it an impactful week. Let's think about that. You know, what, what, are, what injustice can we work against and how? I feel like mine is helping, helping the, uh, Maybe, maybe helping the people who feel like they don't have a contribution or feel like they don't have many options or maybe feeling like they don't have much power, empowering them to chase a dream, empowering them to chase the thing, not the thing that people say of you, but the, pe- the thing that you believe of yourself in a peaceful, positive and productive way. That's always my catch. It has to be peaceful. It has to be positive. It has to be productive. That's my aim. What is yours? You know, I think my last thought of the day is protect your energy and the energy you keep. I say that all the time. And be careful of the people that want your energy, but don't want to do anything for their own energy. Be careful of the people that want your help, but don't do anything to help themselves. All they do is drain your energy. And for creative people who need all their energy to do the very best that they can, You may need to purge or let that go. All right, that's all I got for y'all this week. I hope to see you same time, same place next week. And until then, be out there, be moving, be shaking. But most of all, get some rest and protect your energy, protect your peace, and know your power. And until then, we'll see you then uh, next week. Take care and let's go.